Good. How are you? Good. I'm just a little technologically inclined. <laughs> That's all right. That's totally all right. So am I. That's why I uh, I tried to find the easiest way to podcast, and this was yeah. this was it. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. Thank you Thank so much for you. being on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so, like I tell everybody, and I, I told you before, you know, this is super informal. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a few questions for you, but it's not the typical, you know, so tell me where you're from and then tell me about, you know, I want you to kind of um, steer the conversation. So um, tell everybody who you are and what you're what you're doing and what you got coming out and um, we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, so my name for anyone that doesn't know, is Chelsea Sulky. I am from upstate New York in a very small town called Cairo, which I'm actually in right now. Um, so if it's loud, it's because I'm like on the main road, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm at my mom's house right now. Nice. Awesome. Well, you know, it's, it's always nice to be home, right? Yes. Yeah. It's weird, but yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And you spend what a good, you were saying a good amount of your time in Nashville. Yeah. Most of my time's in Nashville. Nice. So what, so how did you, how did you get there? Um, I, so I started singing a lot in New York. Um, we ended up actually growing pretty quickly. I've always sang. Um, but once I kind of got a full band together and really started doing it more full time, we just kind of, um, climbed the ladder quick and we started getting like national act shows, um, with a lot of big people. I ended up starting to, um, kind of submit my songs for competitions and this and that and writing a lot and long story short we ended up winning a national competition through taste of country and we were the first ones to ever win that contest wow Um, and so that brought me to go down to nashville to um record with taste of country kind of do like a radio interview with them um and that was when sam alex did taste of country nights and um, he's not with them anymore. He has his own podcast, but I ended up befriending him and we got pretty close and he ended up kind of taking me under his wing. And um, I just, I just fell in love with the city. So I was like, I'm going to take, you know, a few months, take a break from the band up in New York and kind of try Nashville out. So I got an Airbnb with um, another musician friend of mine in New York we did it for three months and um, just kind of explored the city. We didn't, you know, we saved up money. We didn't really work. We just kind of played where we could and networked and made friends. And just just to, like, really know before I fully committed, because that's, like, a thousand miles away from home. Right. Knowing right. no one. So I ended up just, like, loving it. So I came back home, did a few months of more work and shows, and then ended up having kind of a farewell show with my band and the rest is kind of history. And then I just went down to Nashville and made friends and it just became home. And like, I just can't picture myself living anywhere besides Nashville now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's really a great city. You yeah. know, we, we went down, my wife and I went down for our, um, we did kind of like a short honeymoon. Um, and we did four days in Nashville and it was, you know, we were, you know, it, it took everything for us to get back on the plane to get home. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, cause yeah. it's, you know, and it's one of those cities, I think, where, you know, and I've, I've talked about this with, you know, all of my guests so far that it, like it just draws you in. You know, there's so yeah. much 
you know, because I, I tell people that, you know, I get a lot of friends that don't like country music or just mm-hmm. not into it. And I'm like, you guys got to go to Nashville. And they, oh, everyone says to me, well, I don't like country music. And it's right. like, well, you don't have to. I don't think you have to like country music to be there because, yeah. you know, you could go to any bar on Lower Broadway. And even if you're seeing a quote unquote, you know, country band, they're, they're singing rock and roll songs they're singing you know blues tunes you know they're it's doing everything you know the talent down there is just amazing yeah and I kind of like this is probably a weird comparison but the way that I have thought of Nashville is almost like Disney World for adults and for lovers like it's just this magical city that it's just it's warming and it's welcoming and right you know I, I can't even you know being an artist down there you know like I'm sure you have your your dreams of what you where you want to go even in just that city alone yeah oh absolutely Absolutely. Um, you know we we got to do tours of the Ryman and the Opry and all that and it's like even being a non-musician standing on those stages was like chilling so I can only imagine what it would be like you know being an artist standing on those stages and singing your songs and having other people sing them back to you I mean I, I can't even yeah yeah, and that was kind of the thing is that I got to do all of that in New York and play my dream stages, but it was kind of almost like what's next. Right. And what was next was Nashville. And like, even though it was almost like starting over, the way that I explain it to people is that it's just like the next step up from being a, a star in your hometown. Right, right. You know? Nashville is the major leagues for, right. you know, for, for country artists. Right, you know, like you might be the, yeah, you're going to be the bench warmer for a little bit, but... Right. Right. But you're right. still there. So let me ask you now, when you first got there and you said you were playing everywhere you could, what were some of those places you were playing? Yeah. So I actually would just like sit in with my friends on like Broadway. Oh, okay. So I never, I didn't have any of my own shows yet. I don't think. Um, actually, I did do one at um, the Commodore, just like writer's rounds. And like um, I did one at Nashville Underground. Yeah. Oh, awesome. But- those were the only ones, um, but I, I was so brand new. I didn't really know what I was doing yet down there because it was such a different world. Yeah, I, you know, so have you now, now that you're, you know, you're going to be releasing this album that's, you know, coming out um, or EP, whatever they call them now, you know, there's, yeah. there's yeah, so this, many. We're just doing singles right now. Nice, so yeah. Um, now, now that you have this kind of, um, you know, notoriety mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. What What is your hope next? Like, what What do you guys have planned out for the rest of this year, next year, if anything? Yeah. So right now, um, the main the main focus is kind of just getting music out mm-hmm. because with COVID being so up in the air all the time, it's so hard to plan a tour. Um, I mean the the main my main goal is to play everywhere. My main goal is not to be famous. It is to just play music because that's what makes me happy. Everything else is just like accessories and bonus points to it. Oh, Um, absolutely. But if I can just make music and make money doing it full time, that's, that's the goal. Um, Just the most realistic goal, I guess for right now. So I kind of want to, just start building a fan base with releasing music and kind of showing who I am as not only an artist, but as a individual and 
we just released On Fire in July. And the way that I kind of planned out the releases was the first one was going to kind of show my Spitfire, like, on stage persona. Yeah. That is still me. And that was, you know, showing, like, I am from New York. I do have that, like, you know, Spitfire, spunky attitude. <laughs> yeah. And so I wanted I wanted to kind of to enter the world as a recording artist first with that to be like here I am and then the next song is kind of kind of what molded me into that person um that's it's being released on the 9th and that one's kind of about my hometown and growing up in a farm town and you know back roads four-wheeling like kind of being one of the guys almost right right you know so it's kind of it's almost like going backwards into time yeah, but that that's see like I to me I think that's all right. <clears throat> you know, you need that kind of, you know, on fire, you know, right. is is just it's it's a real kick ass song. Like Thank you. You're welcome. When I came across it, um I'm not sure if somebody sent it to me or if you sent it to me or if mm-hmm. I just was listening to Spotify one day and came across it, which is very very possible. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I, I like I like stopped and like had to like actually listen. You know, cuz I'm you know, I'm getting things all the time and listening yeah. to so much stuff that, you know, some of it kind of, unless it's catchy and, you know, kind of kicks me in the, kicks me in the ass. Like, I don't, I don't, right. not, not a lot, this sounds bad, but not a lot stands out. Yeah, no, I get it. You know? I get it. Especially but, when you're listening to new things all the time. Right. But, but your voice, like, almost gave me chills. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Like, and I mean that. I'm not just, I'm not just saying it because you're on, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. But it's true. Like you've got that soulful, you know, you have that soulful voice like you've been doing like you're, you know, 40 years old and been doing it your whole life. Oh, thank you. You know, you've you you've got that grit and that grind and that, you know, that natural sound that not a lot of people, I think, have. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You know, I so I want to whip that. I want to ask you about um, your place in this whole, you know, country music world when it comes to, you know, women in country music and the sound and that sort of thing. Like, where do you see, how do you see yourself amongst that? Because in my opinion, women in country music don't get the recognition they deserve. Yeah, I completely agree. It's definitely been a struggle to be a female artist. Um, And I thought it was going to be the opposite going down there. But um, it is, yeah, it's, it's hard. You have to, I feel like go above and beyond to prove yourself because I mean, and no offense, like obviously like full respect to the guy art male artists down there too. I mean, they're all so talented and great, but seeing them get record deals left and right and going on tour and this and that, and then seeing all these female artists that are just as good, if not better, getting zero recognition, it's it's really hard. And then you're it, it almost makes you want to give up sometimes because you're like, what's the point of this? Oh, I'm sure. If I'm not going to be respected as as not only like an artist, but as a woman and as an equal. Right. Um. So I'm definitely like a big advocate on that. I haven't been super vocal about it just because. Oh, 
and you trust me, I totally to get so it. Careful. Like, right. And I, I, I respect that 100%. You know, I tell my guests, tell, say whatever you want. Say, don't say whatever you want. Like, right. You know, I, I get the business side of it. You know, I guess it's easier for me to be like, you know, you deserve more, yada, 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 because right. at, the, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to, yeah. you know, get any deals or anything. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if somebody <laughs> picked me up and said, hey, we'll give you money to do this. But, right. <laughs> um, but you know, even, you know, piggybacking on that, um, even seeing the the bigger female stars in Nashville, like, um, you know, the Mirandas of the world. Right, right. Now, like, I, I've seen Miranda a couple of times now live, and, and she was an opener, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you, she wasn't my favorite when I, the first time I saw her, but she yeah. was also just starting out. She hadn't really... You know, she was going through all the shit with Blake and right. yada, yada, yada. But I saw her recently and blew me away. Like, really? it was almost the best show I've ever seen. That's awesome. Yeah. So, it like, you know, but even her, like, she's had hits after hit after hit. But nobody, I, I don't think, when you think of hit country songs, the first thought is Miranda Lambert. And that's right. sad. That's unfortunate. Right. You know, especially because we have these giant, women like Reba and Dolly and Mm -hmm. Loretta like where how what the hell happened (laughs) right and I think it's just you know I think men it's it's a male-dominated industry the entertainment industry in general it's all you know pretty much the same right right right, wrong or indifferent you know it seems like every major industry in this country is male-dominated right so it's you know, so they're going to be biased no matter what. And, you know, I mean, without like, you know, saying too much behind the scenes stuff, like I've, yeah. I've seen a lot. I've been asked to do a lot of different types of things to get certain shows or, you know, get money or make it big. And I'm like, I'd rather not do anything. You know, right. there's um there's a song that Ashley McBride put out that was called, um what is it called? Never Will. Yeah. And I'm sure it's honestly all true. Like I listen to it and I'm like, that is so accurate to this right. industry. And you know, know she, she's another perfect example. She is probably just as talented, if not more talented than a lot of male oh, yeah. artists I could, I could ramble off. Oh yeah. And you know, you don't hear about her or, you know, right. you hear about her if you're really into country music, right. you know, I know, you know, Luke's, Luke Combs is bringing her out on his uh, tour that he's, that got pushed back to this year from last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And I honestly cannot wait to see her. Like, yeah. I cannot wait. She's, she's so good. And she's just real. Right, right. You know, she, she looks like that, like, you know, this is what I'm doing and fuck you if you don't like it. Right, right. And I love that. Like, I, right. I have so much respect for that because it's, it's hard to do that. Even- yeah. I mean, men, male or female, honestly, be in the spotlight. You have yep. to be so careful. And I think that's kind of what I'm trying to, it took me a while to kind of find myself. And I've like, I've said, I was actually talking to um, one of my team members last night on the phone. And I was like, I think what's hard is that you're trying to brand yourself as an artist, but you're not like finding yourself as an individual. Right. And the two, they should both kind of almost be the same. Right. And I think people, you know, kind of get lost in like, oh, well, 
what does the industry want to see this year? Or, and that's something that I struggled with for a while. And that's why I was so, you know, quiet on social media and I didn't put music out because I was like, I don't know if people are going to like this, but I was like, but I wrote like, I I wrote on fire a year ago and it took me a while to even release that. Well, girl, let me tell you from somebody that listens to, you know, up and coming new artists, the big stuff, the old stuff, you got to keep going because this, (laughs) that, what you've already released is, is incredible, you know, and, and you know what, I, I would hate for you to stop. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not stopping now, but good. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I tend to swear a lot, so please don't be upset, but (laughs) like this, this song, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to it actually, No. you know, because it's for me, you know, for me, and I've told this to, you know, all of my inter- other interviews that I have in the can that will be coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, music for me has always been fluid. Yeah. Um, you know, up until maybe even 10 years ago, I hated country music. I thought it was mm-hmm. stupid. I thought it was, <laughs> you know, I thought yeah. it was um, dumb. I just, I, I didn't think it very sophisticated, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, you know? right. but, but that was also the time in my life I was. Right. Um, you know, I, my first real country concert was the first country show I ever saw was Eric Church at a small bar before Eric became big. I love that. Love and, it. you know, now, now him being a superstar, mm-hmm. you know, but even like a lower tiered superstar, because he's also one of those no fuck you industry. I'm going to do what I'm, I'm going to do right. what I want to do. Right. You know, but like to see him in a place with, you know, a couple hundred people to now, you know, seeing him in arenas here. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, well, I remember you when, you know, right. like that's, that's what I love about country music. It's and, crazy. Um, you know, the big, the first big, big show I ever saw was, um, Kenny Chesney here at Gillette okay. and it kind of like really took me in like mm-hmm. wow um, and then it's been in the last five or six years that I've really like jumped in full force and you know this it's almost like a lifestyle it really is absolutely and uh, you know I just the your sound is, you know, I know I've said it a million times, probably enough for everybody listening to go, okay, <laughs> we get it. You like her sound, but you know, it's, it's just not a sound you hear and it's a sound you should be hearing. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so with that, how, what, what kind of country music have you listened to that brought you to say, you know what, I'm going to sing country music. Um, I actually, I grew up more with rock and roll, um, with my parents. They actually didn't really listen to country music. Yeah. Mine, mine didn't either. Yeah. So I think that influenced my like current sound a lot, but, um, what, I guess when I fell in love with country music was Shania Twain, Martina McBride, Reba McIntyre, just like the more classic women, you know, of that generation. Um, and then Carrie Underwood, I became like obsessed with, like yeah. I wanted to be Carrie Underwood, right? you know? And um, so I would listen to her albums. I would sing along to them 24 seven and learn every single word and go to her concerts and this and that. And I think that, you know, I mean, now 
becoming more of an individual. Obviously, I'm not trying to be Carrie Underwood, but <laughs> but um. I mean, it's not a it's not bad shoes to follow. No, oh, I I love her so much. Um, but I think that definitely, you know, kind of, I would I would say she's probably the most influential artist that has that I've had. Yeah. For me, um, just vocally style sometimes you know just that like just badass woman that you know and she's and she's a mom now and she's kind of doing it all and that's you know I'm a very big family person so later on like I do want to get married and have kids and like just have have it all yeah yeah so I think that's super badass yeah hell yeah and um so I want to ask you about your taste of country winning yeah do you see i it's gonna the way i'm gonna word this is gonna make probably set you up to either say something really good or something really bad so i apologize (laughs) in advance that's okay do you see that winning something like that to be a detriment to an extent or the catalyst you needed to push yourself to to be where you are now Um, No, I think it definitely was the push that I needed for me to be like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Um, Because my confidence wasn't, you know, the craziest. Um, But I think also with that being said, it might have jumped my confidence up a little bit too much. Too much too fast. Yes. Yeah. So then going down to Nashville, it was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm a nobody. Like no one knows who I am. No one even knows about this contest really, you know? Right. So it was, you know, being in a small town and winning this huge thing, it was, it was great because I don't think that I probably would have went to Nashville. What, what was the reception at home when you won? Did anybody know? Did anybody care? Did Oh, yeah. They yeah. were, that is one thing I'm so blessed with is my hometown is so supportive and I get compliments about it all the time. Like, I'm I'm from such a small town. Like no one even like I don't even think my town is on the map. <laughs> to be honest, like it's so small. But they're the reason why I won that contest cuz it was fan based. Yeah. That and that's awesome. And that's throughout the entire country. Right. You know, it's not just New York. So to have such a amazing support system that genuinely like is so happy to see me succeed is just all I could ask for yeah and it's you know it's really it's really made me you know want to kind of make prove to them like that was worth it like that was worth like the work for everyone right now so I'm sorry did you say you did that in 2019 I think it was 2018 2018 yeah now is there anybody that was up against you or competed with you that you know anybody listening would know to kind of you know um or remember from that time that might still be around yeah um there's this one girl that I specifically was like so intimidated by and we're like friends on like social media and stuff she's so sweet um Jessica Lynn she's like pretty big she I know she tours internationally and nationally she's also from New York I think or somewhere around there like the city but she's great 
Um, she reminds me of like Shania Twain. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I honestly thought she was going to be the one that won. I was like, I'm going to lose to her. Like, I was like, there's, I have no chance of winning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that... she's, she's really good. She's not in Nashville though. Um, no. But she's great. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so, so what, um, we talked about your release coming out September 9th, which is when this episode is going to come out. Awesome. Uh, what? What's going to be next after this release? So we're trying to kind of actually plan that out um, because wintertime is so weird for release with the um, business side of it. So I think we are probably going to just do some like holiday cover type of things. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So we're not going to do anything like crazy, kind of very light releases. And then the spring... Um, I have a couple more releases that are planned. We're still going in and out of the studio right now. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely going to be songs throughout the entire year. Awesome. So that will be when, released. when do you expect a full album, EP, what, whatever you want to call it, to be released? Um, honestly, right now, I think I'm just doing singles all year. I mean, if if you put them all together, it could make an EP but right, right. Um, I think just just financially and um, right now just because it's so I'm so new down there it just makes more sense to just do one-offs here and there I mean absolutely I mean whatever is working for you you know yeah. keep, it, keep it going absolutely yeah it'll probably be a few years until I release a full album nice kind of depending um, on where my career takes me sure um, so for all of, for the, the people you have opened for, you know, I see you've opened for Frankie Ballard, who again is for some reason, not a, not as big a name as I think he should be. Right. Um, you know, you've opened for Rascal Flatts, mm-hmm. Dan and Shay, Maddie and Tay, um, Carly Pierce, um, how how does that work? Do they contact you and say, hey, can you open for us? Or was it, um, you know, something you have to, not to get too deep into the, the behind the scenes, but that yeah. kind of shit interests me a lot. Yeah. Um, how does that work? Yeah, so some of the bigger shows like Rascal Flats and Dan and Shane stuff, that was through a radio station. Okay. Um, and that was also part of Taste of Country. Oh, all right, cool. So that got me that show. Um, and then, like, I've opened up for, say, Eli Young Band. Um, that was through the concert promoter. Yeah. They reached out because they were just doing local acts. And that was when we were doing really well up here. Um, so they reached out to me and uh, ended up just having us open for them. I had to cancel another show in order to do that. but Well, I mean, sometimes you got to. Oh yeah, absolutely. you know because it's it's one of those things when you open for people like that, regardless of where you are, you never know who's going to be there. Right, right, and that was honestly that one was my favorite show I've ever done. I think. Yeah, and I'm that sure. was one of the smaller ones. So. So when you say up here, do you mean at home in New York? Yeah, yeah, in upstate now, New York. Yeah, when is that when those when those shows would come through either Syracuse or Albany or something like that or more? Yeah, like the city? yeah, it was mainly like Albany, Saratoga area. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's so, that's so cool. Like, I think that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Now, so in situations like that, do you get to um, meet these people or is it just a Chelsea, you're going to do your 20 minutes, put your stuff away and then you can 
go watch the show yeah so it depends on the concert and it depends on like how cool the artists are to be honest yeah and like how their management is um so i have done like every year for a few years i did the lpga tournament oh nice um up here and that was like the frankie ballard scotty mccreary um so frankie ballard it was i ended up just meeting him at a meet and greet which was kind of weird yeah (laughs) um i was like i just sang too right i just opened for you but yeah so i just i just took a quick picture with him i didn't really talk to him much i just wanted it for it was my first opening act i've ever been able to do that's awesome yeah so that was like you know a big deal for me and that kind of jump-started everything um but like the rascal flats dan and shay one um they were actually the coolest people we ended up drinking together the whole time (laughs) and um so like our it was at SPAC, the Sar- like Saratoga Performing Arts Center. So it was like a really big show. And we had our own, like I had my own dressing room and my dressing room was across from Dan and Shay's and Rascal Flats. And um, they just like kept their doors open. Like they were, they were so cool. They just like treated me like I was part of their tour. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and it was my birthday too. So they ended up inviting me into Dan and Shay's dressing room. And they were like, oh, my God. And it was when tequila just, like, hit number one. Yeah. And so they had tequila. They had a ton of tequila in there. And they're just, like, drinking tequila. They're like, let, let's make you drinks, this and that. They invited my mom in and my band. That's so cool. Um, so they were they were so sweet. So I got pictures with them and stuff. And they ended up inviting me back on their tour bus, too. But I didn't want to intrude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, was like oh, I, think, I think we'll just... Um, We'll just go back to the hotel room. <laughs> I, I, I get that. You yeah, know, I, I didn't want to like overstep. Yeah. I, uh, when I was in college, I used to kind of tour around with some bands that I got super friendly with and like, mm-hmm. you know, would see them after the shows and, you know, certain situations like that would occur and I'd be like, well, this would be fun. But, right. you know, and like, it's, it's funny because I was even talking to um, one of the local acts around here. I've become you know, really friendly with, and we text back and forth, you uh-huh. know, throughout the day. And I said to, you know, the, the, the female lead singer, I said to her, I go, you know, I love talking to you guys. I love talking to you. Um, you know, you're giving me a lot of insight on a lot of things, but it's like, it's almost that, like that scene in Almost Famous where they, t- you know, where the um, Rolling Stone magazine guy says, you know, don't be friends with the rock stars. you know so like for me it's like that that's where I'm at where like you know I'm talking to all these people all the time and like really enjoying the conversation and right you know know, I'm a I'm an extrovert you know through and through Mm -hmm. so it's like I want to talk to you all the time like what's going on how's your day and it's like that's not that's not what we're doing here (laughs) you know but you know so I was I was say I said it to her I was like I don't know you know, I'm trying to learn where that line is. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a very fine line. Yeah. Especially when you're treated nicely and well. And, right. you know, like, you know, to me, to me, you know, I'm in, I'm in sales. I'm in. So to like reach out to people and say, hey, how are you? How's things going? What can I do for you? Isn't right. out of the norm for me. Right. You know, I know it is for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, so to like, you know, in a couple of months text you and be like, hey how's things going? What can I do? You know, like you may see that as being like, what is this fucking weirdo doing? But to me, it's just like trying to, you know, I, I appreciate it. Like personally, like I love when people are like, you know, like, let me know if you need anything, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. And you know, when I say that, I like, I truly mean it. It's yeah. not just a, you know, nice thing to say, you know, right. you know, like I, like I'm telling everybody, like I'm, I'm doing this to help you guys, you know, that's it's, awesome. this is, this is not about me at all. Right. Like, being right. an only child, that's really hard. <laughs> uh, so I see here that you were going to have a tour last year. Yes. With uh, Lisa Coulter, who is from my neck of the woods. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I've been in talks with Lisa to get her on and um, scheduling and stuff has just been kind of weird with her. So um, yeah, she's so busy. Yeah. What? So what was your plan with that? Yeah. So we were supposed, we actually had, I think 22 cities we were traveling throughout the East coast, um, but it ended up getting canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did Ohio and we did New York. And then our next stop was actually Boston for St. Patrick's day. Oh, um, and it was at cheers. Oh, that was, it was a great show. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. Um, so we ended up staying at her mom's in like the Boston area and yeah. then um, just kind of waited it out. And then everything just one after the other, you know, the pandemic was brand new. No one knew what was going on. Right. And um, they ended up just canceling one after the other. And then, you know, everyone was nervous with it because it was, we didn't know what was going on. So we were like, for our safety, for our fan safety, like, you know, let's just cancel the rest of it and maybe reschedule later on. Yeah. Have you, have you ever done a St. Patrick's Day here in the city? No, I haven't been to Boston since like 2007. Oh, God. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this it's we go hard and we go fast yeah you know it I doesn't mean, that's, matter that's the, Irish. It, yeah it doesn't matter the day of the week it, st patrick's day could be on tuesday and there's mm-hmm. lines outside selfie bars at 7 a.m it's so funny yeah it's awesome yeah, that's so fun um, yeah, i was excited for it hopefully hopefully sooner than later we can you know do a little mini something yeah so so are you gonna try to reschedule those dates or are you just chalking it up and seeing what happens next right now we're just kind of chalking it up and you know I've just I just scheduled a few shows in New York because it's still I mean you know I was gonna try to plan a tour this year but I mean a few big like Garth Brooks and Florida George line like they just canceled the rest of their tour yeah so I'm like I don't we put so much work into it that we like I mean we cried like it was you know people don't see the behind the scenes they're just like oh they're just booking like I mean, Lissa, especially, like, I feel like she sent out 100 emails a day. Yeah. And then you get 22 shows out of all of that work, and then they're just gone. Right. So, I mean, we lost a lot of money, obviously, too. So Right. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it was hard for us. It definitely put us in a little funk. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, up here, for instance, like, the big thing is, is, you know, if you're vaccinated, cool. If you're not, then we need proof of negative COVID test within 72 hours or whatever and then come on in right Right. and like I'm I'm kind of bitter at Garth for canceling up here because I I had great seats you know I was super excited to see him again because he hasn't been here in six years oh wow and then to then to go go around and announce oh I'm gonna do a dive bar tour with right. a, a lot smaller venue doing the same thing it's like you were going to be outside you could have done the same thing right you know yeah the logistics behind it probably were a pain in the ass but it mm-hmm. could have been done yeah I so think, i'm a little bitter i'm yeah, a little bitter. i think it's like i mean i don't know but i think a lot of it is probably out of his hands too it's probably yeah, it more be. his team you know 
Right. It could be. Just uh, image and it's hard. It's yeah. like it's one of those fine lines, you know, you're like you're gonna you're gonna win with some, you're gonna lose with some no matter what you do. Yeah. Oh absolutely. But, absolutely. So do you have a um a dream artist you would love to cling on to and go on tour, like a full tour with to get that exposure? Um it was always Carrie Underwood. That was yep. always a really big one. Um, now just like knowing personalities, Dan and Shay, I would love to go on a tour with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because like I got along with them so well, like I still keep in contact with some of the band and, um, my, this is weird and I don't know if this is too much to share, but, um, my neighbors actually ended up this past year, ended up being their tour manager and their production manager. And I became friends with them. And their first tour that they did was the one that I played with them. Yeah. Of Like back in 2018. So it was just like a really weird full circle moment. Yeah, that's cool. Like so, when you say your neighbor here, do you mean in New York or in Nashville? In Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. So we all like hung out and stuff. And then we like connected the dots and they're like, oh my gosh, I remember that show. Because it was a festival for them. So it was like a little bit different from their tour, their actual tour. Yeah. But it was but- just it was just weird. Like just how small this world is. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, and that's, I'm sure that's what you'll see over time is, um, you know, how, how small the world actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, because I've even been contacted by people that are like, Hey, I saw, you know, so-and-so here's, here's somebody else to contact and you know, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, Jesus, like you all know each other. Like it's, you know, it's, it's crazy, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a great thing to have and to know. The music industry is a lot smaller than people think. That's for right. Sure. Everyone knows everyone in some way. Right. Um, so now when you're in Nashville yeah. and you're playing your songs, um, wherever you are, mm-hmm. how frequent is it for, you know, record, record execs from music row or, you know, one of those major headlining artists to just kind of, show up um where i play i know there's usually sometimes there's labels sometimes there's just publishing houses there um but usually they'll only come out if they're looking at a specific person oh okay um like i so i bartended at this place called the local down there too and that was where they had a lot of industry people i mean ashley mcbride actually played there a lot because she was friends with my boss yeah and um there was Honestly, one of the last shifts that I worked, I remember Old Dominion came in. Just just for the hell of it. Just yeah. I don't I don't know if they were looking at someone because I know one of the girls like just got signed to one of the bigger publishing houses. Um, but yeah, like the main singer and I think the guitar player, like both I didn't even recognize them because when I'm bartending, I'm like right, you're going you know, to I'm just up. trying right. to get drinks in and out. And, right. Um, and then one of, I think it was the bar back said something and I was like, oh my gosh, that is like, that right. is them. You know, there, just... so is that, is that kind of what you want to do is you kind of want to, you know, in your Dan and Shay story, mm-hmm. is it more beneficial to, you know, like somebody up and coming to latch on to a, to an already established band or group rather than, you know, uh, a label? Um, I don't, 
I think it's different for everyone. I mean, it definitely helps being in certain circles, um, but you also want it to be natural right? because people can spot a mile away if someone's just a clout chaser. Right, right, You know, sure. like, I don't really, like, you you want the energy to just be, because no, no one wants to go on tour and work with people that they don't, like, vibe with. Right, right, of no course No matter not, how big they are. So right. that's kind of my thing. Um, it it kind of depends on what your goal is, I think. You know, like, I could, I think at my, I think if you hang out with bigger artists and stuff, they're more as, like, mentors. Yeah. Um, where a label is going to kind of help you get there. Like, they're going to be the ones that are, backing you with money and putting you in the right spots that you need to be where artist friends are kind of just i would think more fun because they don't really have much say in who they bring on tour with right right um so going on that if somebody were to come up to you tomorrow Mm -hmm. after a show and said listen i really like your songs yada 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 i want you to i want you to be a writer for you know for us Mm -hmm would you go that route if it was given to you um or offered I, to you not given because nothing's right. given. <laughs> um i would have to like think it through yeah. a lot and really see like i won't say yes to anything unless you know i i if it was a few years ago i would just be like yeah i'll take it but yeah. i think now you know knowing a little bit more about the industry um i would have to really see like what it entailed and what the contracts were and such yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I just find it interesting, you know, because, you know, and I, I talk about it all the time, like the, the um, marriage between artists and songwriters, you know, especially mm-hmm. in country music where it's, you know, it's, it's almost unheard of where, you know, you know, oh, Chelsea Sulky, she writes all of her songs. It's right. like, oh, she, you know, and where it's, you know, you see, you know, the, the big guns and it's like, oh, well, so-and-so wrote this song and mm-hmm. so-and-so wrote that song, but so-and-so performed this song, you know, it's. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, you know, make it happen. Right. <laughs> not absolutely. Just, not just the singer. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's very fascinating because it, you know, country music at least is the one that is most vocal about, you know, the artists not writing their own songs a lot in a lot of the cases yeah or you know somebody else wrote it cut it and then this person made it big right you know so it's it's actually very very fascinating to me yeah yeah Um, I've always said that I was like kind of like growing up into the industry I've always been like super stubborn and I was like I'll never sing a song that I didn't write but now I'm more you know now I get it and I'm like, it's hard to like write a hit song. <laughs> and, oh, I'm sure. You know, I'm like, my thing is like, as long as I fully relate to the song, like I'll sing it. Right. I think that's right. kind of my biggest thing is I think it's weird when people sing songs that don't relate to them at all. Right. Because that uh, I'm like, I'm like, what are you, you know, how how are you going to connect that to fan bases if you don't connect to it? Right. But you know, I think I think I love that you said that because I think that's that's a very you know, crazy thing about country music is that, you know, a lot of, a lot of artists will sing these, you know, major hits about, you know, uh, working a nine to five, or, right. you know, right. all these things. And it's like, you don't know any of that life anymore. <laughs> right. And like, 
I don't know. I just feel like, like I wouldn't sing a song about backwoods country stuff if I didn't live it. Right. Because I'm not going to lie. Like I'm just, right. And I think a lot of people do that. I'm like, you're from the city. Like you don't even know what that means. Right. <laughs> right. You know, like that's right. just kind of weird to me, but yeah, it, it, you know, it always cracked me up because you know, my, my wife is the one that introduced me to country music and mm-hmm. had me dive into it. And she, you know, when I say she grew up in the city of Boston, she grew up in the city of Boston, not yeah. outside the city. She was in the city. Yeah. And like, it makes me laugh because it's like, these songs, you're just like, you don't, you never lived that life. Right. And, <laughs> you know I mean? But like, it's different as a listener, you know, right. you can <laughs> pretend you did in right, your head right. for a little bit. You know, I, I remember growing up and my father's side of the family were big into the old, old country, you know, the Hank Williams, yeah. the, the Merles, the Waylands, the mm-hmm. Willies. And, I remember going to family parties and just like not be not being able to wait to get out because I couldn't <laughs> stand it. But I was also, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. You right. Know, like, it doesn't resonate. You know, now I, yeah. you know, I talked to, um, uh, I talked, I'm, I got to re-record it, but I talked to a guy, um, Monty Byram from, uh, that fronted the Buckaroos for Buck Owens after he died. Okay. And it's like, shit, like this whole thing is coming full circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's it is crazy. Um, so I promised you we would keep this under an hour, close to an hour. So I have a few more questions I want to, that I ask everybody, you know, yeah. it's a, my, my James Lipton end to my conversations. Um, so question number one is saying we are a boots and whiskey podcast. Um, favorite brand of boot favorite brand of whiskey oh boy um whiskey i like woodford probably i'm kind of bougie (laughs) that's hey bougie is all right when it comes to good good booze you know yeah or i like um i really like because i'm not like a huge whiskey drinker anymore i used to be um, but I really like crown apple, or like crown peach, just to, like sip on yeah. like, rocks. That's really, really good. Or screwball. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, that's I'm more of a flavorful person. That's um, and boots, honestly, I'm probably a fake country artist because of this. I don't really know because I don't really wear, I've tried wearing like real country boots, like real cowgirl boots, but they're so uncomfortable for me. You know, it's funny you say that. So when we were in Nashville, my wife, my wife has a pair of custom boots that were fitted to her body. Okay. Um, and she still wears them when we go to, you know, wakes, funerals, weddings. Like those are her, like, you know, those are her right. dress, dress up shoes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I always wanted a pair, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and being, being from where I am and all that stuff, like there isn't a farm or a tractor lifestyle for hundreds of miles right but I always wanted a pair of boots so for my birthday going into COVID my uh my birthday is at the beginning of March right before the whole all the shit hit the fan my wife bought me a really nice pair of Ariads okay and so I couldn't wear them I had nowhere to go we weren't going anywhere yeah so I a couple of weeks in I was like you know what I'm gonna put them on and walk around the house with them and (laughs) 
I'll never forget it. I looked at her and go, what the fuck did you buy me? <laughs> because these are the most uncomfortable things in the entire world. Right. And she goes, you have to wear them. You have to mm-hmm. wear them. You have to break them in. Once you break them in, they'll be so comfortable. And you know what? Now I wear them to work every day with my suit. And she, it, it's almost like having slippers on. Oh, wow. So you really just have to break them in. Yeah. I mean, I that's what I've seen. You know, I, I don't. And especially with that brand, I don't, you know, I know other brands are different. Yeah. Um, but like that, we did that in Nashville. We looked at boots and I tried them on. I was like, nope, nope. And she's like, you're just putting them on, like, relax. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've just, I have, like, some cowgirl boots, but they're just, like, they're fake. So they're, like, cushioned inside. So they're Ah, just, like, you know, those, like, country concert. And I'm also 4'10", so, so, like, short cowgirl boots do not look good on me at all. Yeah, I can, I can, I, I can see them coming, like, right up over your knee. Yeah, they just, they're not flattering at all to me. I'm like, I'm not even, I mean, I've ridden horses a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm in a farm town, but, like, I wear sneakers. Like, yeah. I'm just not, I'm just not a boots person. Uh, th- that's okay. You don't have to be. So I'm like, I'm not even going to pretend I am. <laughs> so I wanted to bring up the 410 thing because, you know, that's, that's in your, your social media, your website, like yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Are you really 410? I am. Holy shit. I'm really, really short. You're teeny. I'm very short. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I wear heels a lot. So but... do you, do you get mis- mistaken for like a, a kid when you're out? You know what's funny? I um I was just down in Florida a couple of weeks ago and I was grocery shopping and there was a guy behind me and I was by myself. I was just like shopping for the house down there and um he I turned around and he's like he's like, damn, you're gonna get ID for the rest of your life. Because <laughs> he must have thought I was like this 12-year-old girl like shopping. Yeah. And then I turned around <laughs> and he's like, Oh, nope, just kidding. Yeah. So yeah, I think I do. I but... mean I mean, I, I don't mean this in like a, a weird way, but like you see your pictures though, and like you, just your facial features scream adult. Oh yeah. You oh, know, yeah. so it, like to to be confused, I think people would be, you know, kind right. of short sighted. No oh, it's so it's so funny. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. Um, all right, so I got uh, maybe one, maybe two more questions. Yeah, you're good. Um, what is your dream venue as of right now in your career? Uh, Grand Ole Opry. The Opry easily yep so what would it take you to get there because i know don't you have to be asked to play at the opry yes yeah yes um just a lot of hard work knowing the right people yeah representing country music the right way right you know um to me i mean it's it's church of yeah country music, oh. you know so i think it's like you have to respect it yeah every aspect so I think you know I think anyone that plays the Opry like feels that yeah so I think just you know working hard enough to get there should I don't like I wouldn't feel comfortable playing it right now because I I, you know I want to make sure it's the right time and that like I really really deserve it and you know it's just you know I don't know but no I I think you're absolutely right because it's like you hear stories even about like the Ryman you know, right. when people are, you know, approached about playing the Ryman and like, I'm a big, big Brothers Osborne fan, like mm-hmm. even before their huge notoriety in the last year. Yeah, there's so um, you know, and on their live album, you know, TJ even talks about how they were approached to play the Ryman like a year or two before they played their three night stint that they released live and all that. Mm-hmm. 
And he was like, we weren't ready. And now here we are selling out three nights in a row. Right. Right. And that's my thing is like, I would want to make sure I did it justice. And I don't think I could do that right now. Like just because I'm a little rusty, but (laughs) I, I think that just, you know, talks to the history of country music and knowing who has come before you right that that level of respect right yeah absolutely um yeah yeah that's that's awesome so that's that's super cool um so woodford no boots the opry (laughs) wow um and my last question i'll let you go because i'm sure you're way busier than me oh i'm really not (laughs) What do you hope happens in your career ultimately? I know you said you don't want to, you know, you don't necessarily want to be a superstar, but you know, what, what does, what does first show Chelsea now say to, you know, pushing up the ladder, Chelsea, that, you know, if, if you looked at your old self and said, Hey, this is where you're going to be in X amount of years from right now. What are you hoping for? Yeah. Um, I would love to play bigger stages. Um, and just the best feeling in the entire world is being on stage for me. So just playing with a full band and having that energy and the lights and the fans and it's just a feeling that you can't describe and you can't get it from anything else. Yeah. So I think just having that feeling all the time is like what I'm chasing again. It's almost like a high, you know? Um, So I think, yeah, I just playing with a full band and traveling and playing like, just like for people that genuinely want to be there for you and to hear music and to feel real things is you know what i really really do hope for that's awesome and you know connect to people too in more ways than just getting drunk at a country concert right 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 right. yeah well you're 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 gonna touch the real fans because you know one ice country concerts are way too expensive to get hammered at and forget so yeah you know i think you know, anybody that's listening to this, and I, I hope you share this with the world when it comes yeah. out, um, you know, you've, you have a talent that isn't seen very often. And I hope the right people and I hope your career, you know, really pushes forward in the next year or so with all these releases. And, you. you know, I honestly wish you nothing but the best. Um, I hope you. we get to talk soon again, especially as things come up and things change and yeah. whatever you know they don't have to be this long every time but you know just to kind of catch up and yeah and see what's going on and and help push you and in the singles when they come out i'd be more than happy to do that yeah no i would appreciate that absolutely absolutely yeah thank well, you so much absolutely thank you for being on i told you not you know i told you 15 minutes ago we'd be done but here we are oh you're uh, <laughs> so thank you chelsea so much for being on absolutely uh, thank you the new new uh new single is out today when this episode comes out yeah um, so go get that wherever you can um and chelsea what was the name of that single again raised for, right raised right so 
until till next time, thank you, Chelsea. Um, I wish you all the best, and I can't wait to hear from you again. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good thank day. You too. All righty. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Boots and Whiskey podcast. As always, my name is Jim. I am your host. Um, today, I have a great, great interview with Chelsea Sulky. She was the 2008, I want to say, Taste of Country winner. Um, she's been ripping it up. Um, she's got a song out on Spotify called On Fire. That was her latest release. Today, she releases a new single. We're going to talk all about that in the next hour. I hope you go and get it. I hope you follow this girl, Chelsea Sulky. She's a sweetheart. I really hope, I really, really hope you enjoy this interview as much as I had enjoyed talking to her. Chelsea, you are such a sweetheart. Thank you so, so, so much. Um, and without further ado, everyone, the great, talented Chelsea Sulky. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Chelsea Sulky. What a sweet, sweet girl. I swear to God. Um, she was so, so nice. And it was really nice to hear from her and see where she's come from and see where she's going. Um, I can definitely see this girl being a huge presence in the country music world in the next couple of years. Um, you know, get in on the ground floor with her because you're going to you're gonna want to know where you were when you first heard Chelsea Silky, I'm telling you. Um, like we said, Raised Right comes out today. Go get it any way you can. Um, I know it'll be on Spotify. We're going to feature it here on the podcast as well on Instagram and everywhere else. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, again, Chelsea, thank you. Um, if you're listening to this and you know anybody that would like to come on the show or have a rising star or somebody local to you um, that deserves some love and shout out and you know, may want to do an interview. I'd love, 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 love to have them. Um, again, this, this show is kind of blowing up because of you and I can't thank you enough for that. Um, please keep sharing and listening and until next time we'll talk, we'll talk soon guys. Bye.